0: Oh, mm-hmm. Welcome to Legal Talk on uh, E-Radio with uh, myself, Ion, and Han and Han attorneys. Today, joined by Yaku Haman from the uh, firm. And uh, quite a, uh, an intense topic on uh, our discussion today, uh, starting now in the month of May with a pretty serious topic. My landlord, who stays on the property, is threatening to change the locks to our flat. We owe him some rent, but we offered him a payment plan can he do this he also says he will cut the electricity and water so this sounds like a really hairy situation and it must be incredibly uncomfortable as well hey yaku what do you say
1: yeah hi yeah look this is a very interesting and emotional topic that we'll be discussing today now the motions will run high Either if you're a landlord, then, of course, from the landlord's point of view, Mm. or if you're a tenant, then, of course, from the tenant's point of view. Now, irrespective of whether your listener find themselves in the shoe of the landlord or the tenant, I must please request that they don't crucify me. as I'm just going to tell them what the law says and not necessarily who regards what as fair. Because the landlord will say one thing is fair and the tenant will say something else is fair, but you get the same um, situation. Now, I I want us just to imagine a situation where a tenant doesn't... um, pay his, his monthly um, rental. The landlord then says, well, you need to get out of the, the property, and the tenant says, but I don't have anywhere else to go. And the landlord goes in to physically remove this tenant with force. But now this tenant has got a black belt in karate, <laughs> and he now hits the landlord, Whoa. and he falls over, and the <laughs> landlord is aggressive. He's got a 9 mole and runs back to his house, Jeez. gets the 9 mil, and now start shooting the 10. I mean, it will be war. Yeah, where is that. this happening? <laughs> <laughs> the reality is we live in South Africa. So, so anything is possible. I mean, these, these type of things can happen and most probably happen. So, mm. so the law tries to prevent this sort of thing from people taking the law into their own hands. And, and that's why we have something what we call spoliation. Now, spoliation is now a very big word, but in essence what it means is is that a party may not take the law into its own, or his or her own hands or its hands if it's an, an entity. And, of course, the purpose behind that is to prevent that sort of bloodbath from happening. Now, One of my lectures, when when we first did spoliation, gave the example to reiterate to us how far this spoliation goes. Now, the example that he uses is that, let's say a a would-be thief enters your property and steals your bicycle, and off he goes with your bicycle. Now, three weeks later, You are in the neighborhood walking past, and there you see your bicycle in the guy's garage. Now you go into the property and you take back your bicycle. Now, for us and normal people, that would sound fair. But the harsh reality is is that's taking the law into your own hands. So that thief can technically go to court and say, But this guy came to my house and took the bicycle. And you can't, even if you want to say, and you say, but he stole it, the court will say, yes, that's why you've opened a police case, and that's why we are going to prosecute him for theft. But you took the law into your own hands, give him back his bicycle, or the bicycle, not his bicycle, (laughs) the bicycle, (laughs) because you're not allowed to take the law into your own hands. Now, Yes, this sounds terrible, and it sounds ridiculous, but the principle is you're not allowed to take the law into your own hands Now, it's a different situation when the thief is busy trying to steal your bicycle and you retaliate. That's something different because then that's in the moment that you're doing it, and you are now protecting your your goods and your assets that's different from going three weeks later but let's let's go back to to the um the subject at hand so so we've now said that the the landlord may not take the law into his or her own own hands but by forcefully evicting the tenant. so let's say the the landlord now he says well i'm not forcefully evicting you I'm just changing your locks or cutting the electricity or disconnecting the water. Now our courts have found that that, which they are right, of course, is actually what you're doing is, is you're just in a roundabout way trying to illegally evict the tenant. And again, you're not allowed to this do this because you're taking the law in your own hands. So, Now what happens is the tenant now threatens or the landlord threatens the tenant to change the locks or in actual fact does it or cuts the electricity. The tenant can tell that landlord, you better open up these doors or reconnect my electricity. Otherwise, I'm going to court to get this spoliation order in order for the court to compel you to reconnect my electricity or water or to give me the keys to the locks or change back the locks and that sort of thing. So that's the the right that the tenant has. Now, there's two basic options. The one option for the tenant is, is to go to an attorney and request the attorney to assist him to go to court. And the other one, which is the more easier route, is for the tenant to go to the housing tribunal the Rental Housing Tribunal. Now, the Rental Housing Tribunal is a tribunal that assists tenants in these sort of situations. And that Rental Housing Tribunal can also order that foliation. Now, of course, it's a lot cheaper than going to an attorney and a tenant also always has that question, say, well, am I going to pay my attorney or am I going to pay the rent? Now, I can tell a tenant that if he's considering paying an attorney or paying the rent, just pay your rent. Don't pay an attorney. But Mm -hmm. if it's such a situation that you don't have a choice, then go to the rental housing tribunal and ask them uh, for assistance. A lot of times if you inform the landlord that this is the situation and this is the route that you're going to follow, then in such an instance the landlord will probably back off and not disconnected so just on going back so it, it's actually irrelevant whether you've entered into a payment arrangement or you've made an offer of a payment arrangement or whether you've paid and haven't paid your rent at all the simple thing is is a landlord isn't allowed to take the law into his or her own hands so, so that's the bottom line Now, the landlords must be jumping up and down and screaming right now at me, saying, so does this mean (laughs) that tenants can just not pay their rent and I now have to sit with them? No, it doesn't mean that. Of course not. So the landlord, if the tenant doesn't pay their rent on time, in terms of your contract, preferably always a written contract, but then even verbal contracts, terminate that contract, inform the tenant, you haven't paid your rent, therefore I'm terminating your contract. Because I'm terminating your contract, this is now your lease agreement, this means that you are currently illegally occupying my property. And I am going to court to start the eviction process to evict you. Now, the sad reality is is that that eviction process is costly and lengthy it can easily take up to six months to evict that person now the landlord is again jumping up and down says but this person doesn't even have a job so how will i ever ever get my money back the legal fees never mind the outstanding rent yes initially in the short term it is problematic so you'll have to pay your attorney initially that is so however once you get that eviction order and along with that eviction, you'll summon, you'll issue a summons for your um, outstanding rent as well. And you get those orders, those judgments against the tenants. Then that judgment will stand for the next 30 years and interest will accrue on that amount. So it's the interest on the outstanding Let's say there was electricity, the rent, as well as the legal fees. So interest on all that. So even though the tenant at the moment might not have a job or any furniture that you can sell, 30 years is a very, very long time. Now, what we do in in our practice is that if we have a client that's got a judgment against a specific individual. And at the moment, that individual doesn't have an income. I, what we call diarize, that file yearly. So every year I go and find that, what we call the debtor, and find out where that debtor is and if that debtor hasn't gotten a um, a job yet or maybe acquire furniture or whatever the case may be. We have a matter now here that we took judgment seven years ago. We've just sent the sheriff to that guy's house to remove (laughs) his furniture and, and sell it on auction. And the judgment debt, in other words, the amount that he owes to our client hasn't been paid in full because you can now imagine you've got that capital amount plus cost plus interest that's running each year, and we now know that this person has a job, so now what we're going to get from him is what we call a emolument attachment order. That's in 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 the public tongue they call it a garnishy order. It's not mm-hmm. really a garnishy order, it's an emolument attachment order, but let's not get technical. The principle is the same. Say, you owe me a hundred thousand Rand, now I'm gonna deduct a thousand Rand from your salary each month until the debt is paid in full. Yeah. Now, if you are now that tenant and you didn't want to go before this person got this eviction order and you didn't pay that rent, you have to remember bringing that application to get this emolument attachment order is also gonna cost you money with costs. So for you then to get out of that is a very difficult situation. So the the best things for the to to do is either whether you're a landlord or a tenant to try and see how you can meet each other halfway. Because otherwise it it is it just spells trouble. And sometimes you can't avoid it, but no, from a tenant's point of view a landlord can't illegally evict you, A landlord can't take the law into his own hands, and that means cutting the electricity or water, changing the locks. I've even heard guys removing front doors or removing <laughs> gates. No. Yeah, <down> <laughs> things that. Uh, yeah, no. No and, man. And there's a and, and there's a there's a story whether it's true or not. I, I I don't know, but there was a story going around. People saying that they know that they, they know some gangsters or Nigerians, and they're going to let them move into the property <laughs> with the tenants. Or, Ooh. I don't know what. Else. (laughs) But any of those things come down to the same thing. So tenants, you are protected for the interim because the landlord can't take the law into uh, their own hands. Landlords, this only means that you can't take the law into your own hands in the interim. Follow due process. And at the end of the day, irrespective of how long, you will get this person out and you will get your money back plus interest and and the costs. So, Jan, hopefully that, that has answered your um, listeners' questions, Jan. Yeah, like I said... The listeners must please not crucify me. I'm just telling them what the law says. I, I don't yeah. write the law. I merely, I merely interpret it. But uh, hopefully that gives them a bit of a more understanding on on all sides as well. But it it mm. remains a terrible situation. If you're the landlord and you can't pay your bills because the tenant isn't paying, now mm. suddenly you are in a predicament as a result of no fault of your own and on the tenant on the other hand the tenant will say well i just lost my job also not Mm. a fault of my own as a result of COVID or whatever the case may be and and now i'm sitting with the situation so it is a a terrible situation to be in
0: yeah and there's no winner there's no winner in, in this situation it's bad for both parties I can only imagine how awkward it must be and how uncomfortable it must be uh, especially when you're seeing each other every day living on the same property as your as mm. your landlord I can't imagine how uncomfortable that must be you know that tension but no. uh, Yaku, I no, think your it, answer was very detailed thank you so much no, it's a pleasure. And, you know, I mean, we, I've, I've got a lot of
1: landlord clients and, and, and I get screaming matches towards me. But how can this be? And I said, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is the, the, the reality. And, and look, if, if objectively you look at it, this is my point of view, objectively, we need to have law and order. That's the reality of it. The practical side isn't always fair, but if you look at it holistically and objectively, one needs to have law and order. That's the reality of life.
0: Yeah, you're right. Imagine if we didn't have that, what what our country would look like now. But, uh, I mean, that's also debatable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll keep that discussion for, for, for off a, yeah. a couple of glasses of red wine
0: yes lots of red wine <laughs> Yaku as always uh, thank you for your expertise and your time we uh, much appreciated
1: thanks John all the best Are you or your business in trouble and struggling to find a solution? Call Hahn & Hahn Attorneys as we assist clients in finding solutions. We specialize in consumer and food law, commercial and construction law, forensic investigations, and administrative law. Visit HahnLaw.co.za. That's H-A-H-N. We assist clients nationwide. Hahn & Hahn Attorneys, because we care. Don't miss Legal Talk with Hahn & Hahn Attorneys, Wednesday mornings at 10 on e-radio.